Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Reject the Main. I am a music producer. I am a DJ, and this is my podcast talking basically what happened to the music, and that's what I'm gonna call this to the podcast, just to help producers essentially get into my mindset of production, helping producers to do certain things and try certain things in their workflow. I feel like for me personally, there's not a lot of podcasts that do that, and I want to be consistent with this and bring guests along, but this is the purpose of the podcast. So if you're not a producer, it's okay. Like I appreciate you and I love you. So with that being said, we're going to get on to the topic and let's get this going. So basically with me, why I got started, because you're probably wondering, who are you if you're clicking on this? Who is this guy? Why is this guy talking to me? Who is this man's? Um, I am 24. I am not <laughs> in a great place currently in my life, as in like, you know, I'm in between jobs. I'm, you know, working at a job I don't like. Uh, I have tried to make the best out of my situation. But if you know me personally, I make more than what my situation is. Even though I don't like where I'm at currently, I know in my life I can change my perspective with my future self and everything else. With that being said, personally for me, um, I think that's a big thing about producers I notice a lot is we all are human. We all work a day job. We all do things. But for me, I see a lot of producers... Like they're consistent, but there's this inner struggle sometimes. And I feel like everybody has that. I know life is very difficult and stuff like that. But like for me personally, the best thing for me was having something that wasn't a distraction or anything, but something that helped me center myself to be the best person I can possibly be and be someone who will get through the situation. And music was that for me. And that's why I got through it because as you'll know in this podcast, when I talk about childhood not going to be on this podcast but um, this is more of an intro stuff but you know that's what music has done for me music has done so much for my life in this retrospect of embracing the bad and the paradox and the with the good too and music for me is that music is something i feel really more alive it, it gives me not purpose I used to think that, but it gives me a reason, not a reason, but like it gives me something to say yes to. It gives me something to look forward to. It gives me something to um, actively assure myself and know that I can do something I love, even though so many other people are doing it. And for me, it helps me be with a community of producers. It helps me be closer to people. It helps me connect with people then I think music should do. I think music gives you that platform and that opportunity to, you know, communicate with other people. And it's not that it's a language. For me, it's more like it's an energy, I guess, because when you know someone's into music, you just know right away. It's like when you're dating somebody and you know right away something's not right. It's just that kind of same feeling I have too. But um, but yeah, no, that's that's kind of like the reason why I'm into it because in my whole lifetime, my whole span of doing things, I've realized to just embrace these paradoxes, embrace the way we live. And music helps me get through those things. It kind of is my way to pursue um, 
and endure and uh, persevere through any struggles in my life. And music has taught me to be a better person for myself. And I don't think a lot of people understand that. And I think they probably do. I just, I, it's just me being like my ego talking at this point. But yeah, that's kind of like why I do it. So yeah, I mean, main reason I, I'm here talking and mambling is because I don't want to talk on Twitter and nobody receives it well. And I feel like podcasts are a great way to like get your shit out there to talk about what you want to do, like be Joe Rogan with it. <laughs> but for me personally, I always felt, um, you know, I wanted to do this and I kept excusing it. And I'm like, you know what, I'm going to do it. And my first podcast it's probably going to suck ass, but whatever. Once I get my first one done, it's done. I can go to the next one and I get better and I learn. And this is a mindset I've been learning currently because um, personally for me, back in my day, <laughs> it sounds like an old head saying I'm only 24. Um, <laughs> back when I was growing up, I was always picked on. I was always someone that was like, you know, oh, you're never going to be somebody. You're never going to be like good enough you know i've got people told me like harsh things my my life and for me personally i felt like i wasn't good enough and i wasn't enough but music made me feel enough music made me feel like it isn't that bad like you you are um you know you are really good it's like the same feeling when a girl listens to a song like Riri or like Megan the Stallion or something, they get that empowerment. Like music gave me that empowerment, you know. It made me be like, yes, like, you know, maybe grow into the person I am today and brought out the best in me. And also, you know, sometimes the worst. I can't look at all the positive and not see the negative with it. But with that being said, that's kind of why I fell in love with it. But I'm digressing <laughs> with that being said. Uh, yeah, I always felt like I wasn't enough and music kind of brought me to it. I mean, when I got into production, it was a slow thing. Like I, I, I kind of didn't really take it seriously until like I was out of high school because I was always like, oh, Fruity Loops, this is cool. And shout out to the homie Mike that put me on to Fruity Loops and, you know, Nelson, you know, in the early days when I was in high school and I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I still don't know what the fuck I'm doing. But like, you know, it, it was that interest, you know, that was like, oh, I could do this because I it, it, it gave me an interest to be like, I'm, I'm a dancer. Like I love dancing. I would dance at all the parties and I would love dancing and just kind of feel like present. And that was my main thing was feeling present when I was dancing and just nothing mattered. And it was just like this pure ecstasy of like present and centering when I was dancing. And for me, those emotions I hold dearly in those moments where I've where music was playing or celebrational things like nothing mattered. And I wanted to embrace those feelings um, with my own music. And I kind of led into those interests and those hobbies and those things because I was already into dancing. And I was just like, I was known as the dancing kid. And I used to get made fun of that. But once I got into keep going and just kind of literally let my interests intrigue me, kind of like, kind of like slowly falling in love with the production side of things. And I would go to my, my brother's uh, clarinet practice. And I was like, oh, this is pretty fun. They're actually like, like practicing skills, doing their thing. And so I got involved and I was like, mom, I want to be in band. And I got into band and like it was in eighth grade, seventh, no, seventh and eighth grade. And I picked up my first instrument, which was tuba. And uh, I fell in love. I was not good at it at all. Like I was horrible, but I felt this sense of 
wow, inclusion, this community with people, these band geeks, you know, they're all together. They're a band of like misfits, you know, it was just like the outsiders. And for me, that that was everything, like having that community growing up um, early on and just any community in general, like I was involved in church, you know, I was really involved in community and like that whole act, that whole idea of being involved with people and music, bringing people together like it, I fell in love with that because I was still discovering like Chemical Brothers, hearing my my sister's playlist, you know, they get their friend Rafi to, you know, give them like these weird sounds that I hear. I'm like, oh, what is this? This is Crookers. This is, you know, Bloody Beatroots. And I, I kept leaning into that interest of like, oh, I want to I want to get involved with this community. I want to do that. Like, I want to be in, go to a rave. I want to do this stuff. And th- keep in mind, this was, like, in between 2007 or whatever. The dates are probably wrong, but whatever. But at the time, you know, I was, like, 15, 17, like, 15, like, 14, I think. Because I was a year younger than everybody in those things. And what happened was I was just, like, man, this is so cool. Like, this is, this this whole, I didn't know you can make music with computers and, like, it can be digital. Because I was always used to the idea that, you know, it was there, but I never really thought about it. So I fell in love with the whole concept of, oh, computer music. Oh, that's so cool. I thought they played it out and like did it live, which they they somewhat did. Um, speaking of like Chemical Brothers, like that's kind of like what sold me. The song Satur- Saturate by Chemical Brothers, like it just had that rock influence, but it was acid house. And like that changed the way I was looking at it because you have to understand I came from like disco, funk, old school, R&B, valley music you know, stuff my dad and my mom would listen to and hearing these punk rock, like screamo bands, like ska bands, you know, I was used to that. Like I was used to Panic! at the Disco, like, you know, this their first album, I was hooked up on it. And like, you know, I was into the emo stuff and like all that stuff. But then I, I heard electronic music and I was like, the, there's more genres than this. Like there's more to, to this. So I fell in love with that. And it, that gave me a sense of like, man, I can be a geek and love this kind of stuff and get into it. And having that passion early on and the interest kind of like led me understand. And also I was into like hip hop too, but it was through other people. Other people would put me on and show me music and show me like there's there's more to what you're listening to. And that kind of gave me the interest of like, oh, I want to be a DJ then. Oh, because I'm not good at this music thing. So I got into DJing, <laughs> you know, I was still in band at that time. And then, you know, and then you know, I fell in love with that whole kind of idea. So I was in high school by this time and I cut my hair because I had it super long. And, you know, going through so much and within um, my childhood too and stuff like that and just like, it, it was always there. Like it was always something that was consistent. It was always something that was present for me that I could always access, you know. It was like, it helped me express who I was and give me individuality and, um give me that sense of pride within that. Um, and then basically, you know, after my first year, freshman year, you know, I started to realize people actually were intrigued about my music. And I started to get people, all my close friends that liked me because of my music taste and stuff like that. And I just fully embraced the whole DJ side of things. And I learned how to play guitar. I learned how to, you know, I quit band and after ninth grade, cause like, I guess somebody ran into the sousaphone and whatever, but I never lost that sense of community. And I always had band of brothers and some, some form of community in a sense that I knew a lot of people, but I didn't really know them. You know what I mean? Like you could know somebody, but never really understand them. But music made me understand people. It gave me a sense of, 
understanding of others people's uh emotional baggage that I could relate to and also give a sense of remorse or like empathy because I was also dealing with a lot of loss during high school you know and stuff like that and just kind of heartbreaks and going through relationships and stuff like that so music was always current and always was there and then you know I would mess around with FL you know I'd mess around with stuff like that and I didn't really like get into it until yeah like I said earlier um after high school and then that's when you know things got real because I was like oh shit now I need to pick up a job oh shit I need to go to school and you know try to make this work because I wanted to go to school for music and um that didn't happen (laughs) but you know it's all good like my parents made a decision no you got to go to something like computer science so regretfully I went to COC for a uh computer science course within two weeks I was just like this is too much like I like computers but not this much so with that being said I kind of um essentially made an effort to uh let me see where I'm at with this oh shit I'm 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 talking that shit (laughs) um I'm kind of essentially I'm, I'm losing my train of thought oh my god I lost my train of thought yeah so I'm at COC and I'm just like you know, I, this isn't me. I did, it was the first time I felt like it was awkward not to do music. It felt like I was selling myself short. And I was so scared when I had to tell my parents, like, I don't want to do this, you know, towards the end of the semester. Because I still went through it and school was paid. Like, my parents didn't pay for it, but I have a learning disability. And uh, it's like where your hearing is like kind of delayed. And that's why I got picked on in high school, too, because I was a little bit different. I was in the slower classes and I I wasn't like everybody else. But it was a weird paradox because people loved me for my dancing and stuff like that. People loved me for my music and bringing a, a boombox to school and like just being really into this whole weird music of house music at the time. And it was like, you know, Lecture House and it was like Dirty Dutch House. It was it was all those cool things. It was a cool time to see the early stages of electronic music, like actually be embellished in are in the culture of like where I was in but back to where I was saying so that's why I always felt like music was consistent um so when I went to you know COC and I was just like like damn this doesn't feel right like I I just kind of I can't do this and I remember having a conversation with my one of my besties shout out Katie Hermosura and it was finals week and I just kind of told her I was like I can't do this like you know, I don't know what to do. And I'm afraid I might be kicked out. And I, she's like, you got to do it for you, man. And that kind of resonated with me. And I just was like, damn. But, you know, my whole life, I was always sense of community and helping other people and stuff like that. Um, I don't know why I said that, but I guess that's when it came up to me. And I was like, damn. And also speak a little bit about Katie. She was a dancer, too. So, like, we also had that connection because of music. Like, everyone had that connection I'm hanging out with is because of music. So for me, I was just, I was kind of at a loss because I was like, damn, I really don't know, you know? And I told my parents and they were like, you got to pick up a job. You got to work with your dad. So I did, I did the fucking thing. I did, I, I worked at Dollar Tree. I did what I could and I felt like everything was at loss. But this was at the time where I was just like unsure about what I wanted to do. And I felt really shitty about myself and I felt like, fuck, you know, and that's where the music kind of passion really, really dropped in because I would just learn how to make uh, producing beats and see how this thing would happen and just kind of 
make electronic music and do stuff like that. And it just kind of fell through in place because I, I stayed consistent, but I still was in a dark place in the sense that things were happening and I was going through breakups. I was going through relationships and like consistently then music until this day still gives me that sense of like, damn, it's going to be okay. Like, it's like a feeling you cannot describe and having that in your life for me is really awesome and my journey into this whole production game was a long one and I don't regret me doing any decisions on that because I did it for me even though when I had doubts and I wasn't sure about everything you know like nothing's certain even in the industry music industry it's not given nothing's given to you but I worked hard for it because I was like I have to do this because I would I don't want to be 40 and be like I hate my life, you know, and I didn't give it a shot. Like you can always go back to school. Like there's no there's it's fine. Like and it took me a long time to get to that point of if I don't do this, no one else is going to do this for me. And it 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 still constantly haunted me and it still constantly got me to the point where I was like, "Damn, but once I was what what's going on? I'm doing a podcast." But once I got to the point where, you know, you know, I was just kind of like, all right, I got to do it. You know, I got to do it for me. And I had to keep reminding myself I had to seek help I in the help in the sense that like um, two years ago, you know, I, I reached out to Dot from Team Supreme and I found a way to keep con- being consistent. I found a way to keep doing things and learning and innovate and trying to make my own sound and I still don't have my own sound but the point was to keep showing up every day even if I didn't want to because I saw the progress but I didn't want to see it in a sense like I I was in between I was still like "Uh, I don't know yet but two years ago when I made that risk and I did the risk you know I I started to say fuck these jobs like I'm gonna get a better job for me or I'm gonna do do that I'm gonna pay for um FL studio I'm gonna pay for all this stuff that I need to do it you know the purpose when I gave myself a purpose saying I can't live my life saying this this isn't going to happen because I'm only going to discern myself not to do it you know and I was just kind of telling myself I gotta do this I will hate myself if I don't continuously try like if I don't but I struggled with that because like I said in in childhood I was told no you know and in growing up I was said no 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 you can't do this you're not allowed to express what you want to express. And I'm just like, no, I, I kind of was just like, my, my, my voice was, no, I want to do this. And I'm being stubborn about this. Like, that's something I felt crazy about, felt crazy. I felt more crazy not doing music than I did like doing music. Like it's the same insanity when you're passionate about things. And it fell short with, you know, in my relationships because I, I I currently, you know, I'm just like, this is more important to me. This is like my life and it's me. And if you can't accept this, you're not accepting me. You know, this is like a part of me you have to love. And I don't care if you don't love it because I, I need to love myself to do it. And I didn't love myself when I was doing it because I was so harsh on myself. I was so like trying to be somebody I was not in the sense that like I was trying to be a person, but then I wasn't because like, you know, you're trying to be this producer, you're trying to do what you got to do, but then you realize you're being hard on yourself. You're being way too extra because 
you know, it's unnecessary. And that's hard when you've been through so much in your life and people have been aggressive to your passions and you don't, you have to find that same thing and you kind of bottle things up and you kind of have these like emotional problems and you're just like, oh, like you're always upset or you get, you know, it, it just bottles into things. And I kept so much weight on me in the sense that like I was emotionally carrying stuff like and music kind of became therapeutic at that point, but I'd never thought about music being therapeutic. Um, you know, it, it never crossed my mind. I was always like, oh, you know, whatever. I'm doing this because I love it. And with that being said, you know, where I'm getting to this point, that's where I found myself. That's where I found myself saying, you know what? <laughs> you know, at one point or another, you know, it comes to a point where you hit some breaking points in your life. You hit bump, bumpy roads and, you know, you want to make excuses and stuff like that. But then there comes a point where your music journey catches up to who you are internally. And just one point in general, um, when I came to the point that hit me the most was like, you know, it just took that one breakup or it took that one um, losing somebody, you know, to kind of say, dude, I need therapy fuck like i've had a hard life you know like i was like oh shit i've had an emotionally hard life in a sense you know because we all have a hard life but like i had to acknowledge myself and say i need to do something for me other than music because music's cool but i i I, i'm i'm not i'm doing something i had to own up to who i was too internally and saying there's something wrong with me that something I have to do for myself because I was I'm still very religious and I still believe in that in self-help and all that shit but I never took that into consideration to myself so I had to own up to that and say you know what I need to take an active choice to do that even though I was bettering myself in my day job and doing good jobs you know I, I mean I got a job with fucking with Apple and you know and that was the best thing in the world and I hit the pinnacle and I was like yes this is everything you know but I let all this bottle things up go into that job and I was just like like you know I, I I didn't get the job and I understand why because it was me it wasn't because I wasn't a good worker it was just you know I just I I had to do something and being the overthinking type person I was and being the person that you know it just ate at me and then my my ex you know we broke up I'm not gonna go into that but with that you know that also broke me too and it just came to the point where I had to be in a standstill and say, I need to seek help. And I know what I have to do, but I'm scared to do it. And I've been into that point where in my life where it hits point A, point B and all that stuff. And for me personally, I knew what it was and it was therapy. Um, so I said to myself, let's do this thing. I'm ready to do it. I kind of have no choice but to do it. And I did it. I did a few sessions and it changed the way I thought about things and it changed the way how I looked at things too. And having that perspective was everything because I was dealing with grief. You know, I lost my mom, you know, I lost many close family members in one year. And uh, this wasn't, this was pretty close, like, you know, but, um, but that same year, all my music was going up and I was like, oh my God, you know, everything's happening for, you know, blah, blah, blah. And everything's happening for a reason. You know, all these people are co-signing, whatever. Like I'm getting happy because, but it was a paradox because like good things were happening during my path. But I also was going through so much emotional baggage that I was like, I don't know what to feel. And I was in a mixed emotion and like having someone outside of my perspective kind of just, 
told me, you know, it's how you're perceiving things. Like you need to reevaluate your mind and how your mindset is. And like, you're not a bad person. And I used to believe that for the longest time, even though people told me, oh, you're great. Blah, blah. But like, she's like, it's okay to acknowledge we do bad things, but like, it doesn't define you. You define yourself, you know? And I was just like, bars, like, that's crazy, you know? But with that being said, I just had this struggle with like, well, how can I change? Like, you know, like, how can I be that person? She's like, you know the answer. You know what you have to do. And I know you can do it because you've survived this whole time. And you've lived on this mindset of survivalism, but like, enjoy what you have. Be grateful who you are and like, understand you are doing what you want and you are doing the per- you are being the person you need to be. And I just was like, you know, I fucking broke apart. I was just like, damn. And, you know, like, we need that. We need people, you know, you can have your friends, you can do what you got to do, but you have to be present when you do therapy because you're gonna, like, you're gonna face your fears, you know, you're gonna face who you really are. And I, I think in, as I'm talking about this, about the Rona and everything, I think it's current right now. I think people are very much aware of who they are. And there's, it's scary. Like I was so aware of myself because I, I being an overthinker, you are aware of who you are. You know what you're going to do. And you get so scared of thinking that you're not present. And she kind of brought that up too. She was like, you're, you're present, but you're not like you, you think, but you're not react. You're, you're, you're thinking, but you're reacting, but you're not, you're not present though. Like you're, you're in the moment, but you're not because you're, you're in the back of your mind. Your mind is giving you this false data, you know? And you're not controlling it and it's just festering and it takes a while to get to that point and like i said i don't i recommend therapy but you have to be ready to do it i'm not sitting here preaching you know about therapy like do it on your own terms but it helped me like it, it it's like dirty laundry you don't want to do it but you have to do it because you don't want to smell and that's kind of the same mentality you have to be in when you go through therapy and stuff like that and um i didn't get to finish all my therapy but it was something like I needed to do like at the end of the day, she was just like, it's fine because, you know, Apple's not paying it out anymore. So here's the resources that I can give you and, you know, take it of what you need. So for me, um, you know, now where I'm currying out this situation, like I said earlier, I don't like where I'm at right now, but I'm glad I'm I am where I'm at presently. I'm OK with that. But I know things are going to change because my life has never been uh, straight. It's always been dips and curves and whatever but that's part of life life is a journey it's nothing's ever guaranteed and that's what makes this shit fun so if you can handle those big dips you can take those big risks you can handle anything in the music industry because it's the same thing nothing's consistent but if you can be consistent with yourself like everything is possible like you don't have to let life define who you are you have to let yourself define who you are and let yourself control your reactions your mindset about whatever is external because internal is more important than what you're giving out external if you can control the mindset of you you can control anything but it took me a while i had to seek help i had to seek all these mentors that would be supportive and i would have to be supportive of these homies because i always was and people who know me i'm supportive of any art if you are creatively into something i will do that and i will help you like i will do what i can but you have to, you know, it comes to a point where you have to say, I, I have to help me first before I can do anything for somebody else. And I struggled with that too. Like I struggled with always, you know, I was raised to always help people out. And that is the right thing to do. I'm not saying it's not. Help the people you help. But there's, 
there needs to be a point where you say no because it's for your own sanity. And that's where it came to me. But it always came back to music. It always came back to, okay, <laughs> like, this is, let's just do this, you know? So, yeah. And that's about me. <laughs> so if you enjoyed it, definitely share it. And, uh, yeah, um, I'll see you on the next tangent. <laughs> All right, so this was what happened to the music, part one. Thank you for letting me go off. <laughs>